0: Oh, hey, what's up? You're tuned into From the Ground Up, the podcast where culinary entrepreneurs share their stories. I'm your host, Danielle Berg. On today's show, I'm talking to Ken Addington. He's the chef and owner of Strange Ways in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Welcome, Ken. I'm really excited to have you on. Thanks for coming on today. Absolutely. How are you? How's the week? How's the weekend? How's uh, the new spot?
1: The spot is great. Um, I think we're, we're, we're rolling now. We're about six weeks open um, in a funny time to open. And um, I think people are digging it and we're getting a good response.
0: When was the official open date?
1: The 5th of August, I guess they're around there sometime official. I don't know if anything's been official. Everything's been super <laughs> crazy and and, and loose, uh, but uh, around about the 5th of, of August.
0: I can't believe that you opened a new place in the midst of this pandemic. What's that been like?
1: It's been a funny process. I mean, we, we took over the space in February and worked on revamping it and turning it into what we were going to ultimately uh, we were supposed to open in March, and, and we're glad we didn't. Um, it would have been really difficult to open the space and kind of make commitments to, to staff and, and to vendors and whatnot. But we've been fortunate to um, have a good relationship with the landlord and kind of move into this, this good phase. We, I think, you know, spent a lot of time going back and forth during the early part of all the, the pandemic stuff where we weren't sure you know, whether we could hold to what we wanted to do you know, we have this big outdoor space um that's kind of enclosed uh we were able to kind of get a really good uh landscaping company in to do social distance tables uh and we realized that like it wouldn't be a sincere offering if we went like 100 percent takeaway and delivery we, we, what we're good at is doing restaurants we wanted to do a restaurant and mm-hmm. um you know we've been able to, to hold to that
0: so was the original concept for strange ways the same concept that you have now or is there
1: more or less i think we were looking at going a little a little more i don't know if high end is the right word but we were looking at being a little like, like like a step further than where we are right now i think it was really important to us to, to create a value added to the neighborhood where we could have a comfortable place for people to kind of come and feel Feel safe and feel comfortable with, with this the, the place itself that to be in physically, but also like you know have an offering that was that was familiar, even if it's not super straightforward. Or you know uh, you know we didn't want an obvious offering, but we wanted to have things that people would respond really well to that were you know fun and delicious and you know somewhat budget conscious considering where everybody is at the moment. So you know we're trying to trying to do a full package, I guess.
0: Sounds great. Can you tell me more about the concept and what's on your menu there and what's the most exciting part about the restaurant for you?
1: The most exciting part is is just doing it. I mean like the, the day-to- day running of a restaurant is, is is really exciting. Uh, running service, you know the interaction with staff, the interaction with customers, um, you know getting in good product and, and, and sort of making it delicious and, and serving it every day uh, that's the most fun part for me i mean we we're, we're uh, I think the concept is a little uh, hard to break into a soundbite, but I, my my business partner Jamie Webb and I have known each other for 25 years or more. I spent a decent amount of time in Australia. We we lived there for two years before I came back to New York. Uh, there, there's a there's a type of restaurant that isn't as common in New York that is more common in like the Sydney or in London or Melbourne, where it's super casual, but it's also a little elevated. It's kind of It's kind of a pub. It's kind of like a neighborhood restaurant, but it's not, it's not a super straightforward offering. Um, I think, you know, it's a place where you can come with your family. It's a place where you can come on your own. You can get a little bit high, a little bit low uh, of an offering. And it kind of, you know, gives you a certain uh, license. You take a certain license with the the food. So I think we, you know, I'm trying to focus on flavors that I really enjoy. Uh, You know, I grew up in New York. Um, I've been exposed to international cuisine. Uh, I worked in fine dining, I worked in casual dining, you know, spent a lot of time shopping in places like Colusians and Sahadi and, you know, Asian market. And, you know, getting all these great ingredients and kind of like, you know, finding, finding a thread through those ingredients, I'd say ingredients more than cuisine, and kind of working them into the vernacular of like, a fun neighborhood restaurant,
0: and you're really focused on your wine program too, right?
1: Yeah, we've got a great, uh, great wine program um, curated by Nathan Lithgow and my partner Jamie. Um, yeah, it's a all natural and low intervention wine. It's kind of a broad focus. Uh, we're honing it right now.
0: Sounds delicious. I love natural wines. So, what would the experience be like for someone coming into Strange Ways for the first time? What is the atmosphere? What can they Find on the menu, you know, for lunch or dinner or brunch. You know,
1: we we have a giant outdoor space. We've got about, I don't know, twenty five hundred square feet outside. Uh we've got a company called Manscapers In, who are this really uh, great landscaping company, uh, to help us um design the space uh to be uh super lush but also um kind of separate the tables out so people kind of you can see each other and you're you're near each other but you're not too near each other and you, you can kind of feel really Safe in that in the in that yard, you know the music is really fun. The environment is light. You know it's important for us to have a fun place with good food. I think is is every restaurant dream, and I think this is the closest we've come to that. The things that are on the menu, you know, at dinner we do uh, we do some fun uh, flatbreads that are you know grilled grilled scallion flatbreads with avocado. One, we have ricotta and rhubarb raisins and uh, pistachio ducca on another Uh, and then we do like a black-eyed pea hummus, kind of Mediterranean-y flavors uh, on those. Um, I think for like appetizers, we do a a whole vegetable section, uh, which will change seasonally. Right now we're doing like beautiful um, sweet corn and baby lima beans with high basil and uh, garlic chives. We're doing a nice tomato salad with uh, plums and uh, crushed corn nuts. Uh, we're doing a nice, uh, beautiful hamachi crudo on beeta leaf with black trumpet mushroom uh, vinaigrette. And then like main courses are anywhere from like puri uh roast chicken to uh, we do like a kind of a pie, vegetarian, vegan um, mushroom and buckwheat pie with yellow beet harissa. Uh, we do a really good um, pork vindaloo is one of my favorite dishes, pork cheeks, uh, rice grits. And then, like you know, we do more of a lunch than a brunch, but um, we're doing like monkfish katsu. Uh, we've got a great homemade veggie burger as well as a great dry aged burger on that menu. Uh, brunch items, we do like a kind of a Moroccan pancake with uh, sun dried strawberries and uh, pistachio. Lots of tasty stuff.
0: Yeah, I saw some breakfast sandwich and some Bloody Mary on your Instagram yesterday, and I was like, wow, that looks really good. Yeah,
1: the uh, the, <laughs> the egg sandwich is super super uh, comforting.
0: I love the interesting mix of um, ingredients and kind of cuisines that you guys have. Cool. So I know you've kind of been lucky because you have a great outdoor space. And, you know, obviously that's what people are doing now, eating outside. But despite having your outdoor space and kind of pushing back your launch, what's been the most challenging part of opening a new restaurant during this time?
1: I think the most challenging part is like, again, trying to figure out how to make commitments to people like, you know, we want to make sure that our staff is safe, that our customers feel safe, um, that, you know, that the people that we're hiring are, you know, secure in their, in their, in their place here with us. Um, So, yeah, just, just like, kind of like surfing the COVID wave, I guess, has been the most challenging thing trying to figure out how to, um, how to maneuver in this moment.
0: Great saying, surfing the COVID wave. I like that. That's a new one. Right. Just to jump back a little bit, mm-hmm. I know when we were speaking about the menu, you had mentioned that your past work experiences or your past experience experiences in different restaurants have kind of shaped your menu at Strange Ways. Yeah. So can you talk about where you've worked in the past? I know you've worked in a ton of different kitchens across this city. You mentioned you were in Australia. I know you were in LA at the Ace Hotel for a little while. Yeah. Can you tell me about those experiences and what they were like? Yeah, I, I
1: started cooking when I was like, pretty much by accident when I was about 16. Um, I didn't want to kind of go to school anymore. And was like, I guess a guidance counselor probably came to me and, you know, invited me to join this program that was like a work study thing. And I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do. And they were kind of like, do you want to, you know, do you want to be an architect? Do you want to be a mechanic? Do you, you, know, you want to cook? And I said, oh, cooking sounds fun. So um, they took me to a new place that had just opened up on the corner. Uh, the school is called City House School over on Barrack Street. It's still there. It's a very cool program. And um, the corner there, which is now a Shake Shack, was then uh, Thomas Keller's uh, restaurant, uh, called Raquel that he opened with Serge Raoul. And, uh, so, you know, kind of walked me in and, and some scruffy kid, he told me to shave and take my earrings out and, um, uh, come back the next day. And, uh, I entered in there for about a year and it was a really good foundational experience. Um, you know, I was still a kid, so it was not my everything. And I, I don't know that, you know, that was not, that was a, a it was a good, it was a good first step uh and then from there i kind of worked at a few odds and ends and then i kind of went pretty vegetarian vegan for about seven years and studied at the natural gourmet institute i took a few years away from actually cooking to work in nightclubs and then um (laughs) went to went to the natural natural culinary institute i guess it was called then i don't know if it exists anymore um and back then like vegetarian vegan dining was not, you know, a real force in New York, you know, you couldn't, there weren't a lot of jobs. Um, I did my internship at Angelica Kitchen, uh, which is still one of the restaurants of closings in the last years that I miss the most. And then, mm-hmm. then ended up at a restaurant in Park Slope called Aunt Sonia's that was open a long time ago. where I met my business partner now, Jamie, uh, he was a waiter and I was a, you know, a young cook. And then. From there, I went to go work for Jeffrey Zakarian for the first time at the Royalton Hotel. And Jeffrey ended up becoming my mentor, I guess, for about 10 years. I worked for him on and off at the Royalton. And then um, when he opened Patroon, when he opened Patroon, I'd been at Pichelin for about a year and I went back to work for him, uh, help him with the transition there. Oh, and I guess I wanted to open 8 Mile Creek, which is a place on Mulberry Street. It opened, uh, Jamie, my current partner, and I opened in 299, Jesus.
0: What restaurant was it It was called,
1: called Eight Mile Creek. Uh, okay. It was a funny, it was an, it was an Australian restaurant. I, I somehow managed to be surrounded by Australians my whole adult life uh, mm-hmm. unintentionally, but you know, thankfully, uh, so wonderful people. Um, but yeah, Eight Mile Creek was, was fun. We got, uh, it was like 26 seats. We got two stars in The Times. It was around the same time as like when Blue Hill was opening up and WD-50 was opening up. It was a really fun, like vibrant time to be uh, a small restaurant in New York, in the in the early two thousands, and um, that was great. And then I, I left there to to try and do something much bigger. That was a total disaster. And what was that? It was it was a restaurant on First Street and First Avenue with you know with a, a famous restaurateur, and it just didn't come together. And we, we were supposed to open in uh, on September like fifteenth two thousand one. And we did not do that because the city was was in utter mayhem uh, yeah. and ended up and it just like they just took all the wind out of our, our sails. I mean, you know, we, we were the, the the least interesting, you know, sad casualty of that event. But, you know, that 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 didn't happen. So um, I guess I was open for a few few months and then just did not make sense anymore. And then I. I split New York, and I moved down to Australia. And me and um, Jamie opened a restaurant called Bondi Social, um uh, right on the beach. It was beautiful.
0: Wow, that must have been fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. Like I had a kitchen that like looked out onto the ocean, um, which is never a thing that you kind of get. You know, bright, beautiful uh, view from a kitchen. It's usually a brick wall, or you're in a basement, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that was stunning. Um, it was a really beautiful place to be for, for a few years. And then, you know, I'm from New York. I kind of wanted to be back in New York. So, um, I came back. I was working for Amy Sacco for a few years. I ran a restaurant for her called Betty. Beautiful place. Amy was super fun. Um, I think we did some, some good food there. That was actually open that, uh, or I didn't open that. I took over after a while, but Byron Bates, who is a good friend, uh, did the wine list there. It was one of the, probably the first all-natural wine list uh, in New York in, like, nine, in uh, 2005, I think they opened. And uh, that was kind of, like, you know, solidified my relationship with being a part of the natural wine world and that space. Um, accidentally, kind of, I took some time off. I was taking the summer off and accidentally ended up uh, becoming a chef at um, Five Leaves Restaurant in Greenpoint. When, I love when how it, you
0: say <laughs> Accidentally.
1: It's a funny story, but it, it, but it, it's a happy accident. Um, it was a great place. I ended up there on opening night and, you know, helping a friend of mine who was, uh, who was um, working on the project and ended up staying on as a consultant and then ended up um, taking over as chef and partner there for eight years. And yeah, that was a great experience. Uh, I'd been coming from a lot of fine dining and, you know, to kind of be in... So like where I talk about Betty being an affluent restaurant in a bohemian neighborhood, this was like... A bohemian restaurant in a bohemian neighborhood. It was really just like really cool clientele. Really fun um, to be part of like that deeper community. Mm-hmm. A bit, like, very
0: much a neighborhood spot.
1: Very much a neighborhood spot. Yeah, that was just, that was a super fun place to be. I think you know turning turning a small neighborhood cafe into kind of what it be- what it's become. Um, you know, being part of that process was uh, was a blast. So, yeah, super, super proud of the work we did there. And then that that led to us working on the uh, Ace Hotel in Los Angeles. That was just like a a really fun, fun time. It's funny to be going cross country, uh, you know, for two weeks, a month, kind of splitting my time. Oh,
0: Uh, you were going back and forth?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was living here and then um, and also living there. So kind of like went and and moved into the hotel for three months. And, uh, when they first opened and just kind of like, you know, stood of the past 18 hours a day, just, uh, trying to make it happen. But it was a good experience. I mean, I think I learned a lot about, um, a different part of chefing and a different part of business in that, uh, experience. Um, so, you know, I think I, I think I'm a better professional for, for having done that, uh, yeah. for sure. And then I left five leaves a few years ago, um, to kind of like, uh, relax a little bit, I guess. Uh, worked with Grand Life hotels um, on a few of their projects at the Roxy and at uh, Soho Diner, and then was working on a big place that was supposed to open also around around the beginning of the year that um, would not have would not have been fun if that had opened. Um, we would have been in a really lousy spot. Uh, owners handed the keys back when all this uh, all this went down because just you know whole, trying to hold that rent uh, of a, a no-ho restaurant um, in this moment would have wow. really sucked so <laughs> You're but, lucky we were
0: able to give the keys back
1: yeah i mean we've, we've been pretty lucky with landlords um, you know i wasn't a partner in that project, but we, we were also Jamie and I had also acquired this space at the, at the same time, so we had planned on doing something obviously with an indoor outdoor scenario anyway, but we've been super lucky to have uh, the outdoor space and to be able to kind of use that
0: it must be so cool to have all of these experiences working in other kitchens and helping open up new restaurants, but having the opportunity to completely start from scratch and build something of your own and make it what you want is probably just so cool. Being like, I want to see this on the menu. I can do it. It's my restaurant. Yeah. Right?
1: It's amazing. You know, I think, like, I'm very proud of a lot of the places, uh, you know, a lot of the work I've done. I'm definitely very proud of the work uh, that we did at Five Leagues and you know at eight mile and 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 such but this is definitely like you know what we're doing here i think is the most fun the most like the most personal sincere offering that that i've made i'm super i'm super proud of it and i'm you know super proud of my staff and uh who are here now who worked for me in the past um who were you know i'm 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 very grateful to to have back with me um you know my my business partner is my best friend i feel (laughs) i feel very fortunate
0: how do you think the dining scene here I'm also based in New York, for anyone yeah. listening, is going to change, or how do you think it's changed already?
1: Um, I think, you know, restaurateurs are, you know, generally creative people, um, they're passionate people, they're, they're innovative, and, 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 you know, there, there's always a hustle. So I think, like, you know, people who are good at this um, will be good at keeping it. Creating the next thing and the next thing. Hopefully, hopefully, landlords aren't are, are kind of gonna get the message at some point that their tenants are their partners instead of their 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 fodder and and be able to be more amiable. You know, I think that everyone's a little bit in survival mode right now, so everyone's just kind of figuring it out. We've been I've done a little bit of you know obviously we've been crazy busy working, but you know I've had some actually great meals. I had a great meal of French hat last night. They, they, yeah, they just—they they did a fantastic job with the service and food was delicious. And you know, it—it it felt, it felt like a restaurant experience, even though you're in the bike lane. You know, people, people, people are hustlers in this industry, so um, they're going to figure out what makes sense. You know, there's—it's—it's a, it's a crazy time all around. So trying to figure out what, what's the safest thing, you know, for diners and and for, and for staff. I mean, it's you know, this there's. We'll find ourselves in a funny place at the end of this. You know, New York will will be different. Um, there's less people here. Um, there's re- less restaurants open. Um, you know, New York is is a dynamic place. I've lived here all my life, and it it seems to be very resilient. People who are here are motivated to be here. So I think you know, hopefully we come out of this stronger.
0: I hope so too. I'm a I'm a New Yorker as well. So I have, I'm optimistic and have faith in our city. Yeah. So you grew up in Brooklyn, so you've been living in New York. I mean, you've really experienced everything growing up here and working in this industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, you know, we talked about 9/11 a little bit earlier, but like that was that was a super heavy moment. Uh, different, obviously different factors, but you know, you it, New Yorkers just push, you know, and New Yorkers aren't just people who live in New York. People who people who are motivated to come to New York are, are generally people who motivated. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and people people who leave will leave, but the people who stay will will um, will work to make things work.
0: Absolutely. So when you were sixteen, you ended up pursuing a career as a chef because of the opportunity that you were presented to kind of go through this training program. Yeah. When you did that and when you were in that training program, did you know right away that you wanted to pursue a career in restaurants and one day open up your own place?
1: I mean, I thought, I definitely not about opening up my own place. I think, you know, again, I, I worked for about a year uh, at that time. And then, you know, took several years away from, from restaurants. I, I did, you know, a couple of restaurants as the internship program, but then I also did, like, I worked for a record label. I worked for, you know, as part of the school program, I worked for a bunch of political organizations. I worked for, like, National Organization for Women and um, War Resisters League and, you know, some very cool lefty organizations. And then I worked in nightclubs and then you know, I was in bands and, you know, I, there, was, there was a lot of other stuff happening. And then I kind of, you know, got back into cooking professionally when I was 21. And then I, I think it was always in the back of my head that that's where I would end up. Um, but it definitely was good to take a few years to just kind of be a kid in New York at that time was exceptionally fun. Being able to, like, travel on the subway. I mean, like, I was you know, riding the subway three hours a day from going to high school in, in Coney Island and then after school going into the city and hanging out in St. Mark's Place, uh, whatever it was. Um, you know, it's just like to be able to, it gives you a certain amount of independence as a kid to be able to to kind of have access to what New York has.
0: Gotta love the subway station. Mm. (laughs) When you were growing up and, you know, when you went back into the restaurant industry at 21, Mm -hmm. did you have a mentor that kind of guided you through the restaurant world or do you still have a mentor that you...
1: I mean, I think um, that my first chef uh, was a man named Michael Schreiber, who had this fun restaurant, uh, great neighborhood restaurant, just serving like eclectic neighborhood food in in Park Slope. Uh, And he was, you know, he was very well educated. He was, he wasn't like a lifelong chef. I think he came to cooking a little bit later and opened a, a restaurant with his partner in that time. And he loved food and he loved the food scene. And it was kind of more, he was very conversational about, you know, cooking. And then people who kind of come to it from from a different place, older, uh, you know, a little bit later in life, have a different perspective, and I think that was really interesting to 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 have at that time. Um, after that, I mean, I was with Jeffrey, uh, you know, for for ten years on and off, and he's definitely always uh, been uh, a big influence. I and mean, his, his he's a very talented chef. I mean, now obviously he's super famous, but at the time it was it was a lot more. He was he was there in the kitchen every day and and pushing us very hard to to make things great and, and hold a perspective and hold things consistently and and be tasting, 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 and and being thoughtful about the process of cooking. And so I have a lot of respect for him and really grateful for that uh, experience. Do you still keep in touch? Um, I saw him earlier in the year. He actually, he came to the opening of Soho Diner, the restaurant that I I do work on at the Soho Grand Hotel. He came right around the opening. The the chef there uh, is also somebody who I worked with at 44 and worked with Jeffrey. On and off at all the same restaurants, uh, and is still like a lifelong friend. And so I saw Jeffrey and his whole family came in. Um, his his wife and his his kids are very cute. Uh, yeah, it was like it was very touching to have him there uh, for that for that moment. I mean, he, he I remember him you know coming to Eight Mile when we opened there, and like it, you know he was the first phone call I got when we got a review. Uh, you know, he called the restaurant at, like seven o'clock in the morning, and I was already there. But yeah, he's been a good, good influence on my career for sure. Supportive. Yeah.
0: What's your work life balance like? With the opening of Strange Ways, your days must be quite busy. Do you feel like your work life and your personal life have kind of blended into one at this point? Well,
1: like I said, I mean, you know, my my business partner is is one of my best friends. Um so that's, you know, that's easy. I mean, it's it's it's, it's funny, you know, there's also there's uh, you know, conflict is conflict, you know, business partners are friends. But it, it you know, I think our dynamic has has been very strong. Uh, We're able to, uh, you know, be able to be critical of each other without making it personal. So I'm grateful for that. We were able to, after, you know, 15 years of not working together, slide right back into routine. You know, we, uh, you know, it's been a funny year, obviously. Like, there's the pandemic um, I've been doing, helping renovate my father's house. We just moved last week in the middle of all this, uh, you know, doing menu changes here, doing menu changes at the diner. That's a lot. Yeah, but but I really like this work. Hopefully, my our, my move settles down. The restaurant gets into a groove. Um, I've got great staff here, and I, I imagine you know I'll be able to take advantage of my my new deck at my new apartment and, and spend, spend better, more more better time with my wife and my dog than uh, than I've been able to since we opened. And I, I like I, and I have a car now. It's like really funny as a lifelong like I never drove until this the pandemic. And then um I ended up having a car by accident again. So uh, yeah, it so now I've got a I've got a car to to, to drive places with. It's very funny.
0: I feel uh, like everyone in New York now has a car. It's so funny. It's
1: yeah. There was a subway stop on each corner, so it never even occurred to me to, to learn to drive until I was, you know, well into my 30s. And, and, here and, and here we are
0: so i know before you mentioned that your favorite well one of your favorite dishes at strange ways is the pork cheek plate
1: yeah the vindaloo the vindaloo yeah
0: aside from that what's your favorite dish to make and eat we're
1: doing a, a it was on the menu in the beginning and it kind of came off for a second it was, we'll go back on it's another it's an english anglophile uh indian dish called kidjari which we do a little bit different than traditional it's like a curry Uh, rich curried rice dish with um, we do a hot smoked salmon and coconut uh, cilantro chutney uh, on that I think is a really good uh, as a lunch item a really tasty dish I think the monkfish katsu is also a really fun sandwich dish that we serve at lunch I think the mushroom pie is actually like a really fun dish for like a you know it's important to like if you're going to have any kind of you know you, you you have to have a chicken on the menu so but it doesn't have to be boring. You want to make it a great chicken dish that people come in, they're like, you know, happy they happy they got it. It's not just a throwaway. Uh, we've got a really good vegan um, dish. We try to, you know, like I said, I, I grew up in, I was vegan for a long time, vegetarian for a long time, and that, and still eat, like, largely plant-based at home, I guess. Uh, and, you know, it's important for me to have a lot of those kind of options available. So, like, I don't know, almost... Forty-five percent of our menu is, is vegetarian and/or vegan. So the mushroom pie that we do is like uh, buckwheat and spinach and uh, sautéed mushrooms wrapped in a paratha bread and crisped up and served with the um, yellow beet harissa and a, like a really nice beet and peely salad, pickled onions and stuff. I think that that's a really a really like wholesome vegan dish that's not just kind of like a vegetable plate.
0: Yeah, it's substantial. Yeah, substantial,
1: but also like, you know, delicious and, you know, there's there, uh, the, the Bita Risa is a really interesting fun item that we make in-house, uh, you know, with, the, with those North African spices. And it's it's pretty, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, everything here we try to make aesthetically pleasing as well as uh, being delicious and as well as being, you know, not financially out of reach for people you know it, it, we kind of try to have it be again familiar but not but not obvious
0: i cannot wait to come try it myself i'm excited it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and learning more about how you got started in this industry and what it's been like opening up a restaurant mid-pandemic yeah <laughs> or at the end of the podcast I always ask what your favorite song is right now and where can people contact you if you want?
1: My favorite song right now, I got into a a cab the other night and he was playing this um, amazing 70s French pop music. Joe Dawson was the Shazam that I got. And um, like, I think the most famous song that he did would have been Champs Elysees, uh, which uh, you can find on the Darjeeling Limited soundtrack. (laughs) It's just been, kind of been in my head and uh, I'm at um, I'm at Ken Addington on Instagram and then the restaurant is strangeways uh, underscore BK on Instagram uh, and then all of all, all the peripheral the contact information and websites and stuff like that are, are easy to find on there.
0: Great. And I'll post it on our story and Instagram as well.
1: Fantastic. I appreciate that.
0: And thank you again for coming on From the Ground Up.
1: It's been fun.